Easterman from MLive and Michigan's Best, and we continue our series Crafted in Michigan, brought to you by Founders Brewing Company. And I'm excited about our next guest because they're handcrafted, sourced direct from farmers, and then poured right into your glass. It's the Great Lakes Coffee Roasting Company, and I'm so excited to have Brad Golding with us, who's the Director of Marketing, correct, Brad? Yeah, brand development. Same, brand similar. development. Yeah. Well, you yep. guys have a pretty cool brand. You're all about coffee, but you do it in a, in a kind of a special way. Tell us more. Yeah, I mean, really what we're trying to do is change the coffee industry overall. So really focused on growing regions, especially coffee, coffee that you don't need to add anything to, sugar, cream, anything at all. So you can really taste the difference in the nuances of the beans. Uh, we're really trying to drive lower to medium roasted coffees instead of the traditional dark roasted and bolder flavors of the past. So you can really taste those growing regions and really understand what especially a cup of coffee is like. Oh, that's interesting. I like that you're yeah. kind of doing the lower roast so they can really get the nuances of the, the flavor, which are so often lost when they're burnt out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people think the darker the roast, the more caffeine, and that's just not true. It's actually the lighter the roast, the more caffeine. But then if you're darker roasting it, you're tasting the roast profile versus the nuance and the character of the individual beans themselves. So there's no point in buying from all over the world in these really unique regions unless you're going to let people taste the nuances in the beans. So yeah, driving that home is super important. We like to take people on a full journey um, that come by our roastery and do tastings on kind of how different each cup of coffee can be. And it truly changes people's minds forever on coffee. So. Well, walk me through that process. If I was to come to Great Lakes um, Coffee Roasting, you guys have a couple different locations. Walk me through what, what I could experience when I'm there. Yeah, so we do our tours at our roastery. Um, and really, it's all about starting at the bags of beans themselves, because a lot of people have never seen green, unroasted coffee. So we always start with that and then take them through the process on what roasting looks like, all the scientific information that goes into roasting and following curves and parameters. Um, and then also taking them on a journey of how each region can be a different taste. And so then we'll go up front and we'll often try coffees and really just like try from wash to natural to Guatemalans to Ethiopians and then really explaining how the different coffee regions and altitude and soil conditions and how every little thing plays a huge part into a cup of coffee. You know, people often get blown away that, you know, on average, and this is depending on weight and density of the beans, that a pound of coffee is 4,000 hand-picked beans. So that means 2,000 cherries that are picked on the side of a mountain. Truly, we walk them through appreciating the work and labor of love that goes into, into coffee. So one thing that I use this analogy all the time that I actually learned at the farm in Costa Rica is that roasters are the tip of the arrow. So really all the work happens before it even gets to us. So all we do is make sure that we're roasting it to the best of our ability and then making sure it's brewed properly because like a fine steak you can mess it up if you if you don't prepare it correct so similar with coffee right right so you guys are actually sourcing direct from your farmers and are you you're it sounds like you're going to these farms to check them out prior to yeah that. yeah absolutely so we try to go every spring and every fall we do different farm trips to different regions we usually go alongside of one of our import partners so I've only been on board for three and a half years, but there's some relationships that we have that eight, 10 years where they've been visiting, literally seeing kids being born and know the grandparents, eat dinner at the table. Um, and then you're continuing to see how they're getting paid a better living wage and how they're advancing in product and how they're advancing in the technologies. And you can really see where the money's going back and investing into themselves. And it's cool to see, so. 
it really it really is an important aspect to purchase direct from the farms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so direct trade, um, organic, those are still buzzwords. I mean, they have value still, but they're still buzzwords, right? So a lot of these farmers are so small, they can't afford the organic certification. So they might be practicing it, but they can't afford the piece of paper that comes alongside of it. And then fair trade, although super important, direct trade even takes it to the next level. So it's actually a higher price you're paying on the beans that's required by fair trade. So we're actually, it gives us the ability to pay even more. So when you talk about three to four times your salary, we're allowed to do that versus the commodity market or even the fair trade market. So it's very meaningful and impactful and what's important to us. So. Has that always been the mission for you guys? Has this been, or have you developed yeah. the business has grown? No, so I mean, obviously things evolve and change, right? So we're a 27-year-old brand. So they started as importers of Lavazza and um, different espresso equipments back in the day. Uh, so it's grown and really in 1999, they were seeing the problem with freshness of coffee as it would sit on a ship for 30 days getting over here. So they wanted to get into local roasting. And it's evolved in terms of what the market now wants. So I always do the analogy of when it switched from bells to, or from bud to bells, right? Um, the craft beer from the, from the previous generation of just domestics and just drinking it to drink it, it's no longer a commodity. Now it's about that craft cup. It's about enjoying the process. It's about slowing down. So if anything, people have evolved in terms of their palates and their appreciation for coffee. You know, it's no longer an afterthought, even in offices, where now coffee equipment and, and what they're offering their employees is coming to the forefront. So it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Or at least that's the way it was in the days before, right? <laughs> when we yeah, had offices. Yeah, to go yeah to. <laughs> COVID, is, COVID has definitely been a bummer. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's still staying strong and people are still spending their money. You know, disposable income always seems to go to coffee, which is great, you know, and having that sense of community and I think comfort and just like a place for people to have that sense of normalcy. Um, so we've, you know, been fortunate enough to stay open at two of our cafes throughout COVID. And I think it was like this sense of normalcy for some people getting in on their day to day. And then ever since things have slowly reopened, seeing the faces where I haven't seen you in four months. And, you know, it's just really cool to see the community back out there. Yeah, I would say that still getting my cup of morning coffee every morning, it, it is. It's a, it's a little sense of, of the old times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super important. Now, where are some of the regions that you guys are sourcing your, your beans from? And do you have a favorite region? Wow. Um, so we source from everywhere. So Africa, Guatemala. It's mostly Central, South, and then African. Uh, Ethiopian coffees are some of my favorite. I love Costa Rica, not only because I've been there, it was one of my favorite coffees before that, and they're really growing in their, their natural coffees and doing some unbelievable stuff. Um, favorite region's hard. I mean, every you can have dynamic cups from, we have an incredible coffee right now from Congo that just blows your mind when you drink it. So, I mean, I think the beauty of being in especially coffee is that it's ever-changing, you know? So every three months we are always refreshing. So we have our staples that are available year round, but then every three months, we swap over our brew bar, which is our slow pour over coffees, so that we really can continue taking people on a journey around the globe. So um, it, it's, it's changing. My palate changes. You know, I'll go back to the old faithfuls that have been coffees with us, blends for, for 10, 15 years, and then I'll drink a crazy single origin that we have one bag of. Um, so, I mean, I, I've learned to appreciate all of it, you know. Now, you mentioned um, 
that a, a cup like a, a coffee from Congo that you that you tried and it really blew your mind. Yeah. Explain to me what you're tasting that makes it stand out to you. Like what Gosh, are I think yeah, I mean, that's such a good question. I think it's just that coffee can taste like that sometimes. So it's just like, you can literally like when it's a wash process, you can taste the earth almost. It's like you can, you can taste that region, if that makes sense. It's just like, it's just, it blows your mind or, or when it's a sweet natural that you can taste that cherry on it. Um, so it's really just, and I'm not as strong of a palate as a lot of our cuppers and our roasting team who can literally taste fruits I've never heard of and, and call them out by name but like I just have found just such an appreciation for such a good cup of coffee and just slowing down and enjoying that moment and just being thankful for all the hard work again once you've seen the work that goes into it you have such a greater appreciation for that finished product so interesting now do you guys have um any videos or pictures from when you did your visits to the farm that people can yeah. like check out yeah, absolutely. So like our brand video that plays on our main page, that's all photos and videos from, from captured at the farms. Uh, we have them on our sourcing pages, um, social media. So those are all stuff captured on our trips, um, on our Instagram stories underneath. We have like farm trips that we've done like since that technology has been available for the highlights. Um, but yeah, we have some incredible footage that it, it's cool. But then again, going is, is life changing. Well, you can sign me up on your next trip. I'll come along yeah. as I, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so if people maybe can't go to Costa Rica to experience the farm themselves, they can experience the coffee. And you guys offer it in several different forms in the sense that we can get beans, we can come in and, and, and join you guys there. And you're also doing some cold brew now, right? Yes. So yeah, so, so we still have pour overs, we still have brewed coffees, um, we still have all our signature lattes that we've, we've become known for, uh, but cold brew has taken off. So we've actually had cold brew on tap since we opened our Midtown Cafe in 2012. So kind of we've had it since before it was really this mass thing, but in 2017, New York Times actually did an article about cold brew and it changing coffee. And then of course, Starbucks rolled it out. So as that kind of happened and familiarized everybody with the product, it's just been taking off. So last year we started kegging it um, on a large scale. So we actually have craft brewing equipment that's been converted over to make coffee. Um, and then we're, we launched our cans back in November. So we have our cold brew and our nitro brew cans and it's been tremendously successful. So it's exciting, it's exciting. I like it. Well, I love cold brew, I think it's great. Um, but for those of us who don't know, what is the difference in the brewing process for a regular cup of coffee versus a cold brew? So with us, it never heats up. So some, some cold brews out there will flash pasteurize and heat it up and then cool it down. So ours remains cold from start to finish. So it's done in glycol chilled uh, brewing tanks that all never go above 42 degrees. So it's cold steeped. So it's just slow and smooth and it makes it more of a concentrate. And then we dilute that concentrate down. And so even though the cup of coffee, so we get people that say they don't drink black coffee, but then they'll drink cold brew and they'll be like, wow, I can drink this. This is palatable and smooth. And we're like, yeah, and two and a half times the caffeine. So actually it's like way more potent, but because it's slow steeped, it gives it just much, a, so much more of a smooth mouthfeel and, and really the, the nuances of that bean come out. Um, and then it jacks you up. So <laughs> for, for, for coffee roasters, having a ready-to-drink product is huge for us because that's the one element that we can't always control is, is the brewing. 
So giving somebody a finished product the way we intended to be has been game changing for the coffee industry. Hmm. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's you actually finally have control all the way to someone's yeah. lips. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now you guys um, do some collaborations with your coffee as well. And sometimes you've been known to uh, supply coffee to founders to make some beers out of it, right? Yes. Yes. We love our partnership with founders. Um, really just having fun with the brewmasters, getting into what kind of cool coffees. So they'll usually give us an idea of what they want the beer to be. Mm-hmm. And then they'll challenge us on kind of what are the flavor profiles that could be good with that. So like when we did a white stout with founders, it was, it was about a cocoa finish and it was about, you know, sometimes they use ground coffee. Some use they use cold brew coffee. Sometimes they use whole bean coffee in different processes. So it's been really fun to work with them on kind of what coffees work best and what kind of finished product you got out of it. But coffee and beer go together so well. So not only mixed in, but like our biggest selling beer at, at our flagship, and now you can get our nitro on tap at Founders in Detroit, is a 50-50. So it's literally half nitro cold brew, half nitro stout, and it's incredible, smooth, delicious finished beer. Dang, you got to get that up in yeah. Grand Rapids, please. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's been incredible. And again, their partnership and kind of their brewer's recipes and stuff they've came up has blown your mind when you just drink it and you're like wow you can actually get the uniqueness of the coffee still in this beer so yeah that we have a lot of fun when those collaborations happen i like um i like that because it seems like you're both letting your expertise shine so they they obviously know beer and how to do that and then you guys to have to have them say you pick the coffee you know right and we do i love that yeah let the experts execute absolutely Awesome. Hey, what can we look forward to next from you guys? Anything uh, new? And we're working on new? some stuff. Yeah. Uh, right now, obviously, we're getting through COVID. So that's the biggest thing. We've been so blessed to have this community come back and, and embrace us openly. You know, our cafe is rocking again with, with all the safety restrictions in place. COVID's or our cold brews flying off the shelf. Um, we, we just launched into Illinois last week. We're launching into Ohio this week. So, um, it's going to be nice to get our product out to the Midwest. And then we're working on some of our, um, our most favorite in-store cafe purchases, getting those out to the masses with some private labeling things that we're working on too. So I don't want to give it away yet, but we're going to make, we're going to ease people's mornings even more with convenience products that are direct from us, house made from us, handcrafted from us. So some cool stuff to look forward to soon as we can it would be out but covid so okay well, we you, yeah. you come tell me when it's ready <laughs> i will i will for sure absolutely hey if people want to get more information about great lakes coffee roasting where should they go brad uh greatlakescoffee.com uh great lakes coffee on instagram is our, our main hub for information too um, but our website is a great portal for information on sourcing and our roasting process and kind of just our overall principles um, and then our cafe information is on there as well Perfect. Well, Brad Golden, Director of Brand Development for Great Lakes Coffee Roasting, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time. All right. That's another one from the Crafted in Michigan series brought to you by Founders Brewing Company. I'm Amy Sherman. If you want to get more information, head to mlife.com.